Welcome to New Teacher Talk. My name is Dan Frederking, and I'm a Senior Technical Assistance Consultant with the Region 9 Comprehensive Center at the American Institutes for Research. As a teacher, it's your job to collect data on student learning. You'll be expected to use these data to make instructional decisions, provide feedback to students, and give grades. For these data to actually be useful, we absolutely have to ensure our assessments are valid and reliable. If they're not, we'd be making faulty assumptions. So let's talk about these concepts one at a time. First, validity. Validity is the extent to which a test measures what it is supposed to measure. There's an old idea known as classical test theory that simplifies this. Consider the following formula. The observed score is equal to the true score plus any measurement error. So the observed score is how the students are doing according to your assessment. The true score is how students are actually doing in reality. We obviously want these two things to be as close to identical as possible. The thing that makes them not identical is known as measurement error. Several factors can introduce measurement error. If a fourth grader is taking a math test, but the test has questions that require students to have the reading ability of an eighth grader, then that test would not be considered valid. For the sake of having valid data that can accurately tell us the truth about student learning, we want to do everything in our power to reduce measurement error like this. You might have heard people use the term grade pollution when talking about how measurement error can impact the validity of grades. When non-academic factors creep into the academic data, it's important to understand what a grade actually means. Let's say you're a high school math teacher and you give students a worksheet on fractions for homework. When you grade one specific student's worksheet, you see that they got a 24 out of 30 questions correct, or an 80%. But uh-oh, they forgot to write their name on the homework, and your general policy is to take 10% off for this. Also, whoops, the student turned it in a day late, which results in another 10% off. But, you know, earlier in the day, you saw this particular student holding the door open for one of their classmates. Well, that deserves a reward, so you decided to tack on an extra two extra credit points. So what's the final grade? Well, if I did my math right, and, and honestly, I guarantee that I didn't, it's a 62%. This kid is going to take that grade home to their parents who are going to think 62%. Wow, you must really be having trouble with fractions. We better hire a tutor. That's the problem. Those parents are interpreting that grade to mean something that is not accurate. That grade has been polluted by non-academic factors. It's not valid the teacher has introduced a lot of measurement error into the equation. Now, let's talk about that other term, reliability. Reliability refers to how consistently a method measures something. In the large-scale testing world, this is why you hear the term standardized. A standardized test ensures that there is a consistent environment for participants to take the test. Everyone takes it the same way, which reduces those outside non-academic factors. If you were to give an assessment to a student on two separate occasions, tests should allow you to reach the same conclusions both times about what they know and are able to do. One thing that comes along with solid reliability is a sound grading plan. If you're grading the assessments alone, you should do it consistently. That could mean utilizing a well-designed rubric that takes the subjectivity out of the grading process. If you're part of a team that grades the same assessment, this would mean ensuring that there is inter-rater reliability. Everyone should calibrate their approach to ensure that there is consistency across all graders. As simple as it sounds, ensuring your assessment data is accurate is a huge deal. Some of the actions that are common in the education field can really make a big difference. Equity can be impacted too. 
I know I've seen plenty of classrooms award extra credit points to students who bring in a box of tissues or attend a school play. Not only do those extra credit points introduce measurement error into the gradebook, but they also put students who are unable to complete the non-academic tasks at an academic disadvantage. It's bad news all around. When I think back to my first year of teaching, I know I had problems in this area. I shudder when I think of the poor instructional decisions that I made because of it, and I sincerely hope that I didn't make any grading or feedback mistakes that might have had a long-term effect on my students. Take the time to review your assessments to ensure that they are valid and reliable. After you administer them, examine the data to ensure that it reflects what students actually know and are able to do. Thank you for listening. I hope you become a regular follower of this podcast channel. And remember, as a new teacher, we are here to help you.